Alright guys, pictures up. Pictures up! Pictures up! That's roll sound. Rolling! Rolling! Sound speeds. Camera speeds. Two. Awesome. Take two. Mark. And action! Welcome to the Penn Cinema Podcast. Your behind-the-curtain connection for movie news and reviews. Now here are your hosts, Penn Ketchum and David Moulton. Welcome to the show. I'm David Moulton. And I'm Penn Ketchum. What's up? Look, I just want to let you know. Yeah. I was told this week by someone. Mm-hmm. Let's just call them mom. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Discreet. Right. You never know. Is it my mom? Is no, it your mom? It could be anybody's could be mom. Anybody's mom. Right. They said, someone asked me what your show is about. And she said, I listened to it to make sure he was alive on Sunday. <laughs> and that's why I know he was still alive. Yeah. And then she said, I told them, they kind of talk about movies, uh, but they don't really get things right. And there's a lot of laughing. Right. <laughs> and I said, why are you talking like that's a bad thing? Right. <laughs> It's true. Nobody's asking you to listen. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we've just been doing this for our own amusement. We can't help it yeah. if people want to actually listen. That sounds like a personal problem. That was shocking to me. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. here we are with our second prison edition. Mm. I've never felt like I w- we're so much on the other side. <laughs> yeah. You're recuperating out of quarantine. I'm out of quarantine. I, I tested positive with COVID last week. Yeah. And I'm all cleared by my doctor and by the CDC, and most importantly, mm. by Dr. Wife. Mm. Dr. Wife. Dr. Wife said I'm okay to come in yeah. and do the show. But we thought as an extra added layer of precaution, we put up these old uh, plexiglass divides left over from uh, when we were open during right. that weird period. And David and I get a big kick out of them because it makes us feel like we're, <laughs> we're visiting each other in prison. <laughs> yeah, yeah, which we've done. Which we've done. Yeah. I mean, it's just like old times. <laughs> <laughs> Remember when? <laughs> and then we had that whole bit where we had people writing in because we were talking about visiting each other in prison and then we had listeners. Oh, yeah, who would be in prison? Listeners wrote in, who's visiting who? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, let's open that back up again. <laughs> if we were in prison, who's visiting who? And why? Podcast at pensima.com. Part two. Part two, yeah. Which, okay, I'm going to throw this out there. Yeah, the prison, the prison chronicles. If the prison chronicles. <laughs> if you're listening to this, mm. like, the, people should know. Mm. Normally, we record on the weekends to, to prepare everybody mm-hmm. for the next week. Right. But this week, we're recording on Wednesday mm. because my boy Penn's mm-hmm. going to be Robert Downey Jr. next weekend. It's correct. Uh, he's going to Iron Man in Hawaii. The World Championships. Yeah. Well, this is the 2019 World Championships. This is actually we are now caught up. Okay. This is the 2022 Championships. In, what happened in, to- in May of 2022? I went to St. George and competed in the 2021 okay. Iron Man World Championships. 2020 World Champs ended up just getting nixed. Nixed. Okay. Never happened. And they, they were going to be here, though. Right. Right. So yeah. this is the same place that they were right. going to be. All right. 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 So Kona. Mm. So you're going to be away. Mm-hmm. So we're going to record mm-hmm. it. We're going to record it. So that, as you can assume, in three days' time, there's probably not going to be a whole lot of right news. news. So let's do. We're gonna we're gonna do the show, but let's do it an added. Ask us anything. Oh, great. So AMA, write us in, podcastofpencinema.com. Any question you can think of, movie-related or not, throw it our way. And uh, let's see. I, I want serious. I want wacky. I want sad. I want happy. History of Penn Cinema. Yeah, history that's, of that's Penn Cinema. That's always a good one. Yeah. You know, how long is Penn's hair for real? Favorite movies. Yeah. Yep. Mm. I like it. Who has the bushier eyebrows? Right. <laughs> yeah. The real, the real stuff. Right. The stuff that matters. Yeah. Yeah. I seem to be hair focused for whatever reason. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's get into the news. Shall we? You want to open here with this big news that. Uh, well, I just thought this was relevant. Hmm. We've discussed on the show, we've anticipated earlier in the year, we anticipated some of the biggest movies of the year. Oh, boy. And as I recall, there was heated discussion, and I think I said Top Gun was going to be pretty big, and I think I've been proven out correct. 
Yeah, I'll give you that. And there was some discussion about Avatar. Mm. What's, what's it called? Way of Water or Way of Way of the Water? Way of the Water. Can I just call it Avatar? Can we just call it Avatar Two? I mean, if we want to be disrespectful. I mean, I I'm calling that's it. I'm calling it Avatar <gasps> Two. Deal with it. Whoa, what's up? All right. So there was some discussion about Avatar Two, and David made all his like snobby like oh, I liked it better when they called it Dances with Wolves I don't, jokes. Sound like oh. <laughs> I, I, I don't know where you're getting this. It's unfounded. <laughs> right, but you make some good points. <laughs> Go on. <laughs> Tell me more. <laughs> okay, so listen. So, but my point is in mm. in discussing in um in in anticipating avatar 2 yeah we discussed the fact that avatar the original was going to be re-released this past weekend mm. which it was and i think we both agreed just not not whether or not we like the movie okay but just we both agreed that how avatar 1 does in re-release will be something of an indicator about how big avatar 2 is going to be okay it's at least a relevant. Okay, all right. It's a relevant indicator. Mm -hmm. Now you don't have to admit that you liked the movie, right? Because who would? But Avatar One was re-released in IMAX 3D and also regular 3D. Yeah. With a sprinkling of odd 2D shows, but mostly it was a 3D release. This is the number one movie at Penn Cinema. Mm. Now, do you think this has anything to do with there not being any good movies this week? Don't worry, darling. Opened almost twenty million dollars. Yeah. The first movie to come close to $20 million since August. Mm. Yeah. Avatar opened, they projected eight or nine million. It hit almost 10. Wow. All right. Fine. I'm just saying, I'm just saying, I'm putting a marker down and Here's saying. Avatar <laughs> 2. Avatar. 2. <laughs> Avatar Alpha R. 2 <laughs> is. I'm just saying it's all I'm saying is it's a good indicator. We'll see. Yeah. We're definitely going to see this. Are you going to have an attitude problem the whole like now till December? I mean, I feel like when you make a stand, you shouldn't back down. (laughs) (laughs) Touche. You know? (laughs) Okay. Yeah. yeah. Look, prepare your mind, body Mm. and soul. Mm. The teaser trailer for the new Super Mario Bros. movie featuring Chris Pratt and Charlie Day premieres October 4th. This is a pretty big deal that, like, it's not every day, it's not every week that we discuss release dates for trailers. Mm. That's true. And that's a good This move. is going to be big. It's going to be either Super Mario or Super Negative. When does this movie come out, roughly? Oh, I don't remember the release. Obviously, it's like 2023. Yeah. yeah. But uh, uh, the comments I was reading on the announcement, like there were a lot of people who were like, how fast do you think that they'll re- recast the voice after after this trailer comes out? Like how quickly do you think they can redo? I don't get it. Because everyone's upset about Chris Pratt being. Why? Because he's not Italian or? Not Italian. He doesn't. There's a guy alive who has voiced Mario for like 25, 30 Forever. years, yeah. right? How come they didn't have yeah. him just yeah. voice Mario in the movie? So what's the answer to that question? I don't know. <laughs> I guess it's not like it's never been done, but I feel I feel like it's not going to happen. It would never happen because Nintendo is the type of company that makes a decision, and like me with Avatar 2, they don't back down. Right. So I, I guess it's not going to happen. I'm not going to get what I want. But what I what I what I would like is for somebody from the studio to just say like, oh, that guy that does the voice doesn't want to do it. He wasn't interested. He's, he's in the movie though. He's playing, not available. He's playing other characters. Oh god. <laughs> That's the thing. Okay, so how come? What has he said about it? Oh, I think there was a statement early on, but I can't remember. He's something like he was never approached or something. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, that'll be interesting. This movie, I, I think this movie is going to be big. Chris Pratt, I understand what you're saying about the voice, but my boy. He I made, don't really care. I think it's going to be fine. I was just going to say, he makes good movies. Yeah. He makes good movies. I remember when when 
Lego movie where they were like, Chris Pratt is the voice. I was like, but come on. We got two of them. That Everyone movie did okay. Them. Yeah, Lego movies are nice. Look, I got I got I got some exciting news. Well, I got some news. <laughs> I, I, it's exciting for me. Okay. Only because it's it's pertinent to me. Picture Start has snapped up the adaptive rights to the young adult property by Ziran J. Zhao. Uh, it's the book Iron Widow. Uh, it's Pacific Rim meets The Hunger Games is what it's been uh, touted mm. as. Now, I have been reading a very well-written uh, presentation essay on this book, and I haven't read the book, but I've been reading this this great report on it, and um, I think this is prime for a young adult movie. Like, yeah. Hunger Games, Pacific Rim, they both have their audiences, match mm-hmm. the two together, mm-hmm. and I guess the book is told in, in the, the novel is split into three books within it, and I could easily see them making each one of those books a movie. Yeah. Like, not a three-hour movie, no. but I could see, like, an hour-and-a-half, two-hour movie, like, yeah. quite easily. Uh, young, angst, and then monsters and robots. I mean, <laughs> when does that not work? Perfect. Right? Perfect. That's your fever dream. Right. I was honestly surprised I wasn't like, this didn't come out of Penn's COVID dreams? <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So this was on the number one bookseller for something like 14 weeks. It was number wow. one. So That's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. So look for that coming eventually. Um, can we just take a break from the news and talk about what happened at the staff meeting this weekend? Because I, I think it's big news. It was maybe the biggest news. I think our fans are going to be excited to hear this news. Oh, yeah. David agreed mm. at our staff. We've been building up to it. We've been prepping, laying the groundwork. My lawyers have been talking to his lawyers. Mm. The whole staff has been involved crafting the appropriate documents. David finally signed the papers necessary to assure that David's voice through the use of AI in perpetuity yeah. will be available to the Penn Cinema podcast pretty much forever. Yeah. So anything yeah. happens to David, we're, we're good. Don't worry. Yeah. Don't worry. <coughs> Don't worry. I'm, I'm going to be around forever. Right. Virtually. In your ear. Yeah, in your ear. Right. Penn might, might leave. <laughs> Don't worry. Don't, nobody will care. Yeah. Nobody, yeah. <laughs> nobody will notice. Why is it called the Pensive Podcast again? Oh, uh, when, was, when it first started there was this 70, guy. 75 years ago. <laughs> yeah, the one guy's been there since the beginning, but I, he would be so old. I don't know how he does it. He's on his like sixth host. Yeah. yeah. Sixth co host. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I heard a rumor he died. No way. Yeah. How could he be doing the podcast <laughs> right. then? Insane. Right. But he's still a time They couldn't find a voice to be enthusiastic about the new Avatar movie. It's an AI written For dialogue. some reason. Yeah. <laughs> Even AI can't correct it. <laughs> oh, man. Classic. That's so so yeah, true. Yeah. Good I stuff. wonder if anything like that would happen in real life, though. Well, I, it's funny you would ask because I heard <gasps> that after hearing the big Penn Cinema news, yeah. Penn Cinema podcast news, one James Earl Jones, a Jones, aka the voice of Darth Vader, yeah, has agreed. I uh, signed over the rights to his voice to an AI company called Respeecher to keep the character of Darth Vader alive, even if he were to pass on. That's right. You know my favorite part of this story? What's that? I like how this sentence ends, the headline ends with, if he were to pass on. Right. Leaving the door open that he may in fact he, never pass on. He may on. never die. <laughs> right. He's probably never going to die. But if he does. Yeah. At 91. Right. 91 currently. Oh, shoot. Is he yeah. really? Yeah. So, well, you know what's nice about this? I wouldn't have guessed he was that old. There's, there's, there's something really good about this. Yeah. That like. He realizes that this is a bigger character. Like, he's done it his whole life, you know, right. his, his whole life. Yeah. He realizes his character is bigger than him and should go on. And he's making room for it to, you know, to continue not without changing. Yeah. Uh, and I think that's great. I, I mean, um, I really liked what they did in Obi-Wan where it was... Like they made it clear that his voice is the speaker's mm. and not actually Darth Vader's voice, right? With like Anakin and him, like voicing over the when the mask broke. Um, yeah, I think this is absolutely great because Vader's going to go on forever. Star Wars is never going to end. 
Right. No, there I were, totally agree. It's, it's funny that there was a time when we were like, we'll never make any more Star Wars. <laughs> and now we're like, we're going to be buried in Star Wars merch. Right. Yeah. Forever. Forever. I have some interesting things to say about Star Wars. I loved Andor, and we'll talk about that later in the show. Okay. All right. James Bond. <laughs> Speaking of James Earl. Right. James Bond. Not uh, No relation. It's, it's no. easy to get him confused. Right, right, right. Uh, the same guy's been playing Saint James Earl Jones for the last 91 years. <laughs> right. That's crazy, right? right. You yeah. think they'd recast. Yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, James Bond, of course, we're looking for a new James Bond. Uh, who's who's it going to be? Everyone's talking. The producers came out and they said, well, well, you guys are looking at this from the wrong angle because we're looking at a big picture here. Anyone can be James Bond, but to really make a multi-movie story work, you have to have a good villain. They're going to cast the villain before they cast Bond, whether it's Bloomfield or whoever or some new person or whatever. Like the overarching bad guy is going to be cast before Bond. Now, on top of that, they're looking to cast Bond with a 10 to 12 year contract. Mm. So now that's, in, you know, that. Uh, Do you buy that? 20 years ago, that would have been three movies. Right. The, now. Could be one, six or seven, or one. <laughs> yeah, because they could, they can, in a in a non-pandemic current state, they can churn these out pretty quick. Uh, that's true. Movies get movies can get made a lot faster than. And if nobody twists their ankle, they can stay right on time. Yeah. Well, catering. Right. That's the big thing. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, I, what do you make of this? Do you buy this? I don't. I, I guess what I'm trying to say is I don't buy it. You don't buy that they're they're going to cast the villain first. Maybe they will. Yeah. But I don't think they need to. I think casting Bond, how is how is anything a priority over casting Bond? I hear you when you say that it's important. Yeah. Casting the villain is very great. Okay. I agree. But. Well, here's my thing with Bond. And I love Bond. Of course. Right. But I also feel like Bond is almost more the writing than the, the actor to a degree. Like I, I think the actor, the first movie yeah, is yeah. more the writing yeah. than the actor. And then it becomes the actor right, right, right. after that. Yeah. So they can almost right. get anyone to be Bond for, a mo- well, I'm, I'm, I am pretty busy. I can't do it. Part of the AI deal that you signed with yeah. the staff was no more Bond movies. Right. Right. And so. I'm going to be pretty busy recording voice right. over stuff. You know, I don't have time. Right. Ain't nobody got time for that. Ain't nobody got time for that. But, uh, like, what are the requirements for Bond? I mean, when you really look at it. Yeah. It has to be, There's. they're going to be looking for an age bracket, whether it's young or old, depending on what kind of Bond they're going for. It's got to be a playboy, like semi-athletically fit, mm-hmm. uh, someone with a charming face mm-hmm. and or personality. Oh, What? I'm, we I, were concerned about me, but it's I got all. Ken. I got all kinds of time. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Next thing you know, you're going to be the one ignoring people at conventions. (laughs) I can't wait. Can't wait. (laughs) Yeah, so that's what I'm saying. It's it's like anyone, like Bond is important, of course. Right. But it's a much, probably much more difficult to find someone who can act against a charming personality. Okay. To be be the foil. Yeah. yeah. Because everyone knows what to expect for Bond. I mean, I think the other thing that's interesting to me is, are you, would you look for, I would, I would think that this would imply, who's the bad guy in Avengers? Thanos. I'm saying. Like, it implies that you can picture a four or five movie plot that includes the bad guy. Yeah. Well, like he the, could also be in the background... Like Thanos was. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, he can be referred to and, you know, sort of be the glue that holds the next four or five films together. Now, while you were like, I don't think this is real because how could they cast that ahead of time? My thing of how this couldn't be real is let when has the Bond, the, the organization behind Bond ever, like, truly had a good vision? Right. Like, it's con- not, right. not that they do bad movies or anything, right. but I'm saying, like, the Bond vision is constantly changing and evolving. It's not a well-oiled machine. It, it, it's yeah. They they constant they constantly change what they're doing to whatever's going to make them the most money. Right. It, yeah. Can I can I say something? 
no, this isn't your platform. It might be totally. <laughs> it might be totally ill-informed. Okay. Maybe I have no idea. I don't believe it. Maybe I have no idea what I'm talking about. Mm. Is part of the reason that they keep, you know, sort of, I don't want to say botching, but, you know, they're they're inconsistent and they're inefficient and, you know, blah, blah, blah. Is some of that because there's a family running this whole thing? Yeah. It's, and it's, it's like yeah. family stuff? Ooh. I don't think that it's family stuff as I think that it's a family running it and not a production company. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like if Kevin Feige had to do Marvel with all his family members, he probably wouldn't be as. Well, I think the difference would be instead of Kevin Feige running it, uh, Stan Lee's family, mm. like mm-hmm. doing it, you know, it's a much better analogy. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Um, did you see, uh, but we'll get back to that. We're going to skip this one quick, but did you see Batgirl images? I saw it, but I didn't bother looking at them because why? Right. Okay. What did they? Did they? What? What? What did you see? Nothing. No. I mean, I didn't know what I was looking at. Like, if yeah. it was fake or if it was ever going to see the light of day, which I'm sure it won't. Yeah, I think they can't show it because uh, Warner Brothers wrote it off as a tax thing, mm. and one of the rules is that if if the movie gets put in this tax write-off mm. thing, it can legally like never be shown well there was a trailer that was leaked and in the beginning where the dc logo would appear the local the logo said cd oh like it was like a fake trailer i don't know i did and the thing that i read the the some of the some of the images at least were leaked by the head the main actress Mm -hmm. and leslie grace yeah so they were some of them were real so when i said the bat image batgirl images and you said why I'll give you an answer. Yeah. Because I think it's it's still lingering out there. The reason why is because I love Batgirl. Like, let's not abandon the Batgirl character. I get all the legal stuff that happened with this particular yeah. movie, but I hope that as much as Batman, the Batman, the Dark Knight, etc., has been done and done time and again... And let's get a Batgirl movie. Like, okay, so this one is now on a pile of scraps, but let's get a good one. Yeah, sure. Let's do I'll it. I'll back you that up. All right. I don't really care about this one. But no, yeah. yeah, I don't really either. But all right. speaking of things we don't care about, the Oscars. <sighs> As we sit here today, it's September, and the interweb is already putting out Oscar predictions. Mm. What do you make of that? Isn't that kind of normal, though? Yeah. Because you get the predictions now. we got a couple more movies coming out. And then January is like when all the movies... Season. Yeah, you you wouldn't think you'd see the theater are all of a sudden here. All of a sudden they appear. Yeah. Seems about right. Yeah. I think it just feels early because, quite honestly, we're still kind of in a drought. Yeah, a little bit. You know, people keep asking me, like, what's the big movie coming out? And I'm like, what you have to remember is... We're now in the season where all the movies that would have been filmed or, 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 or were filmed during the pandemic are coming out. And so, like, the big blockbuster movies just – not that they, they – just there's just not as many of them. Right. Like, there's the big hits just don't exist right, right now. Right. It's a lot of, like, we're taking a swing because we need to do something to keep the lights on. Right. Type of thing. Yeah. Halloween Ends will be the next blockbuster. Mm-hmm. There you go. I don't know how big it's going to be, but that's well, that's, the next, that's the next major title. So, finally, I only mention this because it's our girl, Saoirse Ronan. Um, she has been cast. Can I say casted? I think it's cast. Cast, I think it's Yeah, called. she has been cast in Steve McQueen's new movie called Blitz. This is a World War II film. Uh, the film is set to begin recording not recording, filming later mm. this year. I thought it was an adaptation of the NFL Blitz game <laughs> for the Sega Genesis. Are you, Are you? what are you making, a sports ball joke? I mean, if anyone's going to, it's going to be right. me. I mean, obviously. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> all right, well, I think that's all the news we have. Well. <laughs> What's up? All right, trailers. It's a mm. surprising amount of trailers. This last one here we did already look at. Oh, we did? Yeah. Okay. Uh, I think that was uh, a week or two ago. Anyway, 
shoot, just like last time, I put this list together. Right. But sometimes I'm putting the list together and I'm like, oh, I'll come back and watch these mm-hmm. uh, at a later time. This first one, I totally forgot to watch. All right. The first one is Spirit Halloween, the movie. Trailer two. Trailer two. This, I watched trailer one. Yeah. So. I was watching this movie and I don't know. It looks really bad. Yeah. But it also looks really good. Ooh. Like in a, like the, I was watching this movie and I was thinking this plot and these characters, I would love to see someone who can make a good movie, make this movie. Oh, okay. You know what I mean? Like yeah, it's yeah. like kids and you want to love them and it's a great premise. These kids get locked in a Halloween supply store overnight, party store overnight on Halloween and there's some curse and the stuff comes to life. And oh, every time. I mean, it just, the trailer looked pretty bad. The movie looks pretty bad. I'm not saying anything good about it, except that it reminded me of like Goonies. Like if mm. Goonies had been made by like a middle school film crew. It has a very goosebumps the TV show. Feel. Okay. Okay. That's even a yeah. better, that's an even better exam or uh, comparison. Yeah. 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 Um, I wanted to love it. I did not. I just think it'll be interesting to see who comes out to see it. I'll be curious to see where it plays. Oh, if it plays, if it plays. I think originally it was supposed to go to streaming. Yeah, that sounds about right. <laughs> <laughs> but then they were like, nope. Next one we have is Knock at the Cabin, which is getting all the buzz. Uh, it's M. Night Shyamalan. 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 M. Night Shyamalan. I don't have no idea, but here's the thing. I saw it, the trailer, and I saw his name, and I paused it, and I practiced saying it. Uh, and I, I think it's not as complicated as we make it seem. No, it's probably not. Shyamalan. Shyamalan. Yeah, I think it's M. Night Shyamalan. Shyamalan. Yeah. Like, we can do it. We Do we want to? No. <laughs> <laughs> That's the big right, question. Right. No way. Yeah, no way. Right, right. Say. Um, so why, why is this getting all kinds of buzz? Uh, I think because Dave Bautista's in it, and mm. uh, it's been getting a lot of buzz around here because we have a local star in it. Justin Groff oh. is playing in it. He's from... Lancaster County. Is he one of the leads? I didn't recognize yeah, him. Yeah, he's one of the dads. I didn't notice him. Yeah. Interesting. It also has Rupert uh, yeah. in it. Harry Potter boy. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I I think I would be interested if it wasn't M. Night. Ooh. Yeah. But that deflates it for me. See, my response hardcore. to this trailer was the opposite. Yeah, I know, because you're an M. Night fanboy. I was like, but when hey. was the last time M. Night made a good movie? Go on. Come on. I don't know. Exactly. And we saw one. Or two. Yeah. Year. And so our boy Goonies Jason. Yeah. He's like, have you read this book? And I said, no. And he oh. said, I'm going to read it. Oh. And he did. And he told me, eh, it's all right. So interesting. He said, it'll be interesting to see if M. Night keeps with the same twists that are in the book. You didn't spoil anything for yeah. me. So. Okay. The next uh, trailer is Strange World, which a uh, little shout out to Jason, Jonathan, Jonathan, Jason, not Jeff. Jeff. Yeah. It was my trailer of the week. Really? Yeah. Not mine. Whoa. I liked it. I have nothing I have nothing bad to say about this trailer. Hmm. So walk us through it. Since it was uh, your, since it was your trailer of the week, yeah, I mean it's typical Disney animated, but there's a lot more. St- Before we just had like wow f- stuff. Oh, and, the cliff was walking. Yeah, and this is more. There's a there's a guy whose father was an explorer and left, got lost when he was a kid or died. They suspect, and he's a farmer. For whatever reason, they're like, "You're from a family of explorers. Come help us mm-hmm. explore." And then they go someplace, not sure if it's off world or in world or whatever, and then they find his dad has been living there trapped or whatever. And so it's kind of like a three generations. So you got the farmer guy, his son and his dad kind of all on this force on this exploratory thing, family friendly, probably like learning about generations and how they're all the same, but different. This is the big Thanksgiving movie. I think. Yeah. 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 This, this movie looks, looks fun. It looks cute. It looks visually fun, visually fun. looks Pixar, but it's Disney. Right, it's not Pixar, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but you know they're this pretty similar. Yeah. So I, I have uh, hopes for it. I think it's going to be entertaining. Yeah. 
Yeah. I would I would agree. A movie that doesn't look entertaining. <laughs> David, it's just us. Is it? How do you really feel? <laughs> this how did how what? Why? Why? Who? This movie's called when? Dear Zoe. Mm-hmm. It stars the redhead girl from Stranger Things. Mm. Who is still maybe it's because of Stranger Things when I see her, I think she's like ten, even though I think she's in real life like twenty. I don't know. Whatever. But it's really awkward to see her like in this young romance role. Right. This feels like she's way too young. But um it's a story about uh sisters. Uh the one being Zoe, who's a young sister, dies mm. and then the older sister can't handle it. And well is handling I th- it. I think that's way. put a little callously. She's having trouble. She's struggling. Yeah. As you would expect. Yeah. So she, like her mother has primary care mm-hmm. and she runs off to stay with her dad. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like a thing of like her dad, who's kind of seen as like a deadbeat kind of stepping mm-hmm. up to be a, a dad, which it, it has sweet aspects to it, but it looks horrible. How do you feel? I think I, w- I wouldn't go quite as far as you mm. on the hate o meter. I didn't say hit it. I said it looked horrible. <laughs> I love She-Hulk, but it looks horrible. <laughs> I don't know. I I, I think this looks it, this this movie holds zero interest for me. Mm. I don't think it looks like a great movie. No, but I was I honestly had, surprised it didn't say like Netflix at the right. end. Right? Yeah. Uh, no, I wouldn't even Hallmark. Yeah. This this is a Hallmark movie. Mm. That's what it looked like to me. It looked like a TV movie. You know, it, it, that's what it is. It's a Lifetime movie. It's a Hallmark movie. It looked fine. I'm not the audience. Right. I'm not going to see this movie. I hope nobody asked me to play it at our theater. Hey, would you play this movie for me? The next trailer is my trailer of the week. <laughs> really? Easily. Really? I watched this trailer twice, David. Really? The trailer was so good. I watching this trailer is like Penn's gonna think this is artsy fartsy and not want anything to do. It with is it. artsy fartsy. It is it's artsy as hell, and it looks amazing. It's and fartsy I'm as hell. I'm in. I want to hear. Yeah, I love the title though. So the title is Bardot, False Chronicle of a Handful of Truths. It opens on December sixteenth. I suspect I might be wrong. I feel like it might open limited on twelve sixteen with a January wide release. Yeah, but I might be wrong on that. I'm also curious to see if it's in English. This is from the guy who did Revenant. Right. And what else? A couple other. There were um, two movies. Yeah. He did, yeah. Anyway, this this trailer is a wild ride. Like, if you're just listening to the show and you're like, whatever, then it's fine. But if you have it in you, pull up this trailer. Bardot, False Chronicles of a Handful of Truths. This trailer is a wild ride. It is. It now, with that being said, I have no idea what the movie's about. Oh no. Yeah, but I don't care. I'm in. Wow. Do you know what the movie's about? No. Yeah. I mean, I suspect it's it's a lot of like either there's a narrative or you're experiencing the world as he kind of like remembers or imagines it. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a lot of weird things. Like he's holding a bag full of axolotl, and then they're gone. But then it's like he's in the bag. There's right. Water everywhere. And right. Yeah, just kind of weird things. I think it looks amazing. Yeah. A movie that has a great premise that doesn't look amazing. Mm. It's called A Chance Encounter. Mm -hmm. And I think it's mostly, it's just like, this movie could be fine. It it has that like indie film feel where it feels like it was filmed really cheaply. And I think that's the turnoff because the plot feels a lot bigger than the film quality. And it's a guy goes to what, Greece or Italy? Greece. One of those. Something like that. And he's vacationing by himself and he meets someone singing. And they turn out to be a one hit wonder singer. Hmm. And uh, they fall in love. They become close friends who fall in love. And it's just like that journey. And in some ways, it reminds me of a more pop culture driven. Uh, before sunrise, mm-hmm. but that doesn't really appeal to me. I feel like this movie would be great with a cup of coffee and a bagel. Like it's a quiet, sure. relaxing love story. It doesn't look bad. It just, right. I don't know. Just something about it. It's like, right. I, I would watch this at home on a, on a rainy Sunday. Right. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So. All right. Well, those are our trailers. 
Yeah. All right. Are you ready to get into our movie review this week? Am I? This week's number one movie, but also this year's number one drama. Mm. Don't worry, darling. I had an interaction downstairs that I couldn't resist. Oh. I'm walking in. Yeah. Right? And two of the managers come out and they're like. This is today or this is when you went to see the movie? This is today. On my way up today. They're like. First off, I don't think Penn's here. And I was like, I'm pretty sure he is. Yeah. Like, settle down. <laughs> and then secondly, oh, I'm, I'm anxious to hear your thoughts on Don't Worry, Darling. And I started my sentence off. And I was like, don't worry, darling. Uh, you're going to find out. <laughs> like, I was like, do I make the pun? And I was like, uh, just embrace it. I mean, I mean, yeah, just, <laughs> you might as well just, just lean into it. it. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I'm not proud of that moment. No, nor should you be. But it, it did happen. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. So you're not denying it? No. Okay. I want everyone to know my shame. I'll, cle- I'll keep that in mind when I get the HR paperwork. <laughs> yeah, okay, thanks. <laughs> uh, what did you think of this Olivia Wilde second outing into the film universe? Her sophomore title? Yeah. Um, I loved it. Did you really? I wanted to love it, and I did. Hmm. Um, it, I felt like it lived up. I talked to some people who felt like it f- kind of fell apart at the end or jumped the shark a little bit, but um, I was really happy that there was, and we, you know, I don't think we'll give anything away, but. First of all, I'm shocked you saw it. Captain Quarantine. Yeah. Here. Well, here's what I did. I, I literally snuck in at six o'clock, in the, six o'clock in the morning on Saturday when I knew that nobody would be in the building yeah. and watched it by myself. Yeah. That's uh, that's what somebody said. I wonder if you snuck in and and just you know sanitized the place and left. I, I did. Like, I, you know, he could, but I don't, I don't think he will. Well, first I mopped the machine room on my way through the mechanical room mm. on my way through because our slacker cleaners had left a mess. Oof. So first I mopped that. Yeah, but you're not bitter. No. Yeah. You know me, David. I'm nothing if not a picture of forgiveness and right. grace. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Endless patience. Uh, clearly. All right. All right, so let's get into it. So Florence Pugh, I think this locks in. She should get a nomination for Best Actress. Yeah, okay, sure. Yeah, I'll give you that. She was incredible. Yeah. Harry Styles is beginning more and more with every passing film. He was in Dunkirk. He was in The Eternals. He's going to be in My Policeman. Right. Um, he's really establishing his his career as an actor, yeah. and I thought he delivered. Some people are saying he doesn't deliver in this, but okay. I my argument is... Does he have an opportunity to? No. Well, I just I I'm saying he's fine in this movie, right? But to be like, to, this is Florence Pugh, right? This is her this movie, is Florence Pugh's movie from top and, to bottom. And if anyone else is going to get a credit, it's Chris Pine, right? Everyone else is just background shenanigans, right? Like so to say, oh, his acting was bad. My my question is what. What are you going off of? Like no. he didn't have anything to deliver. Like he did fine for what he did, and it wasn't like a a standout part. No, if somebody tells me that his acting was bad, I just straight up tell them they were wrong. Yeah, his acting was not bad. His acting was fine. He did not have a wildly dramatic role, and I felt like the parts where he did need to be, you know, dramatic, he nailed. Yeah, the scene where she's getting pulled out of the car and he's in the steering wheel, like that was intense. Sure, but to me. More what shows more of his acting chops is the uh, difference between him. Spoilers: mm-hmm. difference mm-hmm. between him mm-hmm. in the world and him out. Yeah, just totally. his entire body language and demeanor. Everything total, changed. Totally so different. you're agreeing with me? He did fine. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm agreeing. Yeah. And then the third star was Chris Pine, who I would say, what the critics are saying about Harry Styles. Like I would say Chris Pine was like, if anything, he was like just fine. Right. I think Harry, Harry did better than Chris. Although I don't think there was anything wrong with Chris's performance. All I kept thinking when he was talking and giving his crazy speeches is how much I wanted to see him as Captain Kirk again. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, Hey man, I really want another Star Wars, (laughs) Star Trek from this guy. Oh my God. All right. So the costumes. Oh, Amazing. The best we've seen this year. Sure. The plot is fascinating. What an incredible commentary on women, on feminism, on 
women in the world, on women's identities. I think you get somebody who's into gender studies, this movie becomes a staple. That's what they were going for. Well, I think they nailed it. I I found this movie disappointing. Okay. I'm not... I don't... like. Oh, man, I struggled with this. Coming out, people were like, oh, is it as bad as they said? And I was like, no. Bad as they said? Who said it was bad? Oh, man, this movie's getting bombed. Nah. Yeah, dude. It's going to be fine. Yeah, dude. My thing is... My, here's what I said coming out. I said, it's because... It's not a great movie, but it's not a bad movie. It's a fine movie, but the hype for it is giving you the expectations for a great movie. I think it was a great movie. I think it is a great movie. No. Disagree. (laughs) It's a fine movie. Okay. It's fine. It's fine. But I think what's going to happen is you give this three to five years, right? (laughs) You give this three to five years, and you have a... You have a, a generation of movie fans that did not partake in all the dra- online drama are going to rediscover this thing and it's going to blow up. Okay. You know, okay. G- given the time that we're going to read, I'm telling you, three to five years, we're going to be reading articles on Joe Blow or or Kotaku or, or whatever, or io9. They're going to be like... Uh, how come I've not heard of this movie? Right. It's one of the most mind-bending feminist movies I've ever seen. Like, that's going to happen. Okay. I I also think the other takeaway from this movie is, like, I'll leave it with an open-ended question. Who is a better actress right now doing work right now than Florence Pugh? Who's better? Nobody. She's amazing. She's great. Sarah Sharonin. She's great too, but she's not getting her own movies. Why isn't she getting her own movies? That, I don't have an answer for. Yeah, it. yeah, she should be, but <clears throat> I did have problems with this movie. Talk to me. Just like some stuff just doesn't make sense. Like, <sighs> I mean, you'd have to take. <laughs> he's got her in her bed, trapped in her bed. Right. Like he's not doesn't he's not equipped to take care of her. None of these guys are equipped to take care of someone trapped in a bed and then also be in a, in a virtual reality with them, mm. right? I mean, he's got a changer. He's got a cleaner. He's got to make sure she has, like, IV stuff mm-hmm. or something to keep nourished. Also, yeah. atrophy. Did you see this coming? No. Yeah. Yeah, no. I was expecting a lot of things, but virtual reality was not one of them. Yeah. But just the whole idea that he, they're like, they emphasize you have to, you're responsible for her mm-hmm. well being. And he's like, oh, I know. And then they show him just squeezing drops of water into her mouth. I'm like, but, but more than just that scene, when she escapes, they're like, what are we going to do when she gets out? And I'm like, well, she's been in there for how long? She's going to wake up, but she's not going to be able to move. And her hands are tied down. Yeah, her hands are tied down. Right. And all her muscles are going to be atrophied. Right. So what's the big worry? So she dies in the bed. I think she'll find a way out of the bed. I think she found a way out of the bed. Yeah. I love the fact, I loved seeing her in the real world as a doctor. Yeah. That was great. Yeah. Because if it was such a big threat when she escaped the first time, she should have been able to... I guess maybe Harry Styles was there to put, put her back in, they mm. said. so. Yeah, I don't know. I also loved that Chris Pine's wife killed him at the end. Yeah. So my thing there is, did she, does she take over, or was that a revenge thing? Or did I, she, I read it as she was taking over. Or did she free all the all the women? No, I think that, I feel like she was on board. Mm. Interesting. You know. Yeah, I don't know. All right, so, so what do you give it? What are you gonna say? What are you gonna say with this? I'm saying this was the best movie I've ever seen. I'm gonna say it's the worst movie of all time. Once again, revealing how little you know about good movies. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I don't know if you know this or not, but mm-hmm. I think Avatar Two is gonna fail. So clearly, <laughs> I know what I'm talking about. <laughs> all right, all right. 
Bingo, I, bongo. Go, bongo. Game over. <laughs> What's up? <laughs> All right. Next week, we're going to be talking about The Woman King. Mm. So excited about that. I've already seen it, so get ready. I know. You've got days to see this. Movie. I've got, I got work to do. Yeah. All right. Moving on to listeners' notes, questions, comments, answers, and suggestions. Want to lead us off here? Sure. Top 10 Sarah wrote in. Always love hearing from her. We do the gal- oh, it's yep. the wrong person. Wrong one. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Slap that back. Hold on. Let's try that again. Who are we hearing from? Top 10 Sarah. It's the final countdown. That, right. that intro gets longer and longer. Like every time, you know, I don't want to like give away behind the scenes, but when you press that intro and then leave for a cup of coffee, yeah, and come back, you're still dancing. I'm still dancing, and I'm like, oh, you must be tired. David went not, down the coffee. street, went to Dosi yeah. Doe, got a cup. I feel great. And a long John. All right, Sarah wrote in and says she finished watching both seasons of Only Murders in the Building, and she loved it. What? It's so well made, and the comedy is both subtle. And in your face at times. I have two comments with no spoilers. First, that that building has the slowest elevator. The length (laughs) of conversations that go on in the distance of six floors, I think that's the floor that Oliver lives on, is astounding. Is this the the first time we've discussed elevators on the show? Yeah, maybe. I mean, is that really noteworthy? Second, so first, first. I'm, I'm sorry that first, I wasn't as enthusiastic first. about talking about elevators as you were. What pen? What else about elevators do you want to talk about? I'm going to offer. They go little, up and down, but why I'm don't gonna, they go sideways? I'm going to offer a little free advice. Yeah, I don't like to do this all the time because <laughs> I'm cutting in on my own consulting business. Mm. But a little free advice: if yeah. you're ever building yourself a movie theater, yeah, 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 and you're sitting around with all your pals. Talking about said theater. Right. And you're like, hey, let's put an elevator in to go up to the booth. Don't. Elevators are a gigantic expense and a gigantic pain in the ass. They got to be inspected periodically by a company that has a contract with the state to inspect them. It's a total racket. Yeah. So free advice. Next time you're building a theater... Don't put an elevator You've in. You've got two elevators on this premise. Yes, I do. I don't like either one of them. Would you think they would you say they take you up by also letting you down? <laughs> right. They they let me down every day. <laughs> 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 all right, so top ten Sarah wrote in, and first of all, kudos to her for her keen eye picking up on the slow elevator in the building. But I will say also, um, I think older buildings like that in New York, the elevators are slow. Mm. Now, obviously, there's also artistic uh, liberties and whatnot. That, no. You know, the pre- <laughs> no, you're telling me that, that, that it's unrealistic that this, this, this place has crawl spaces between all the walls big right. enough for three people to walk through? <laughs> right. Come on. So, first of all, her keen eye picks up the, the speed of the elevator. Second, she writes, did you notice in season two after they introduced Mrs. Gambolini that the opening credits change? At the very beginning, the person walking the pug, who I assume is Bunny, is now walking a parrot. Then, in the episode where they are talking about the chicken restaurant, she's walking a chicken. Too funny. That's that. That's something that, like, we picked up watching it. We were like, is it always been that way? And right. like, we saw the, the bird again the next time, and we're like, maybe it's always been that way, and we just never noticed. Yeah. But that's interesting. That it, it re- that's, I love the confirmation that it really did change. Yeah, appreciate yeah. that. Did you ever watch that show, The New Girl? I have seen it. Yeah. You've seen it. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Kayla and I are devoted fans. Whoa. We're watching. We're still working on it. We're still in, I think, almost the final season. In the beginning of season one, the, um, what, do, what do we call it? The opening sequence? The, the title sequence? The open, yeah, the opening credits. The title sequence. It changed, like, almost every episode. Like, it was oh, it was similar but it was a little bit different each time. And we would really get a kick out. We would like rewind it to like observe what was different about it. And this show more than anything, the, the, this show being the new girl, 
more than any show I've ever seen, the, the title sequence has evolved over time. Mm. It used to be a very involved thing with dancing and choreography. And now it's a little more, it's much more modern. It's just like not even two seconds, just like flashes the, the new girl sign and, and the little musical yeah. logo. Well, one of the best progressively changing title sequences on my books is Game of Thrones. Mm. I don't know if you ever noticed, but Game of Thrones, the title sequence, uh, they fly over the map and they show the places. They only show places involved in the story of that episode. Interesting. So it always, I mean, there are some that are like, there's almost always the wall and there's almost always, pen, uh, not Penn's Landing, but there's always uh, King's Landing. But like, if there's Winterfell, they'll show Winterfell when they show... Uh, Daenerys, like it goes across the ocean to where she's at. So everybody, every story place that they're going to touch on during the episode is they show them on the map. I love it. And that was always really cool. Yeah. And so if you knew they were not going to focus on Daenerys that, that episode, right. like it would, wouldn't go over to the Dothraki oh, that's cool. area. Yeah. 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 Pretty cool. So next time you watch Game of Thrones. I love stuff like that. Because yeah. that tells me there's people on the creative team are like, they're into it. Yeah. I never skipped the, the title sequences because of that. Because it will always be fun to watch. Interesting. So, Also, we also heard from what? The Shadow. <laughs> the Shadow knows. Da -da -da. You know what I love about our show? Yeah. All of our listeners who have little audio tags, <laughs> they, they all fit perfect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. this, if you know the shadow, you know how appropriate that, like I can just picture him being like the shadow knows. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So he says, I just wanted to say, well done, Disney. What? Wait, what? I know. No one ever praises Disney. That's what? crazy. Mark your calendars. Yeah. He says, well done, Disney. Exclamation point. Andor was great, and I can't wait to wait for more of this story. They lead you very well and leave you wanting more. Also, Penn. Mm-hmm. I'm the listening. The Woman King is a powerful movie on how slavery really was, and finally a story of how a people fought to stop it in their own land. Until next time, the shadow. Nose. <laughs> <laughs> Nice hand moves there. Thank you. By the way. Man, this, this is great. I love Andor, too. We're going to talk about that in a minute yep. here. Yep. But uh, The Woman King, we're going to get into that next week. Mm -hmm. It's good to see that uh, other people are enjoying it as much as I did. Mm -hmm. Spoiler alert. Look, if you want to be a part of the show, number one way to do that is to send us an email, podcast at pencinema.com. Don't forget, next week, <whistles> ask me anything. So it's a very short period of time to get this in. So don't sit around on this. No, no. If you're listening to this episode, stop it if you need to. Go email us, podcast.pencinema.com. Come back and finish the episode. There is one Ask area. Ask us anything because we've got three days to, to There is in. one area that I'm not willing to get oh, into. Yeah. Because I have boundaries. I don't don't write us in any math questions. Oh. Right? Yeah. I mean, we're not really into math. No, that's uh, <laughs> maybe not the math. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Anything else. Yeah. Anything else is fair game, but just not with the math. It might be best if you don't ask us who that actor was in that one movie. Because <laughs> probably not going to get that one either. <laughs> no, you can ask us that because we'll just look it up on our phones. Okay, true, true, And true. pretend like we didn't. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Long, awkward pause. <laughs> right. yeah. Who was that movie? Well, let me it's tell you. <laughs> All right, moving on to what are you doing? What's, what's going on outside of the world? Penn. If I understand correctly, you had a lot of time to absorb content this week. I had a ton of time to absorb content. Yeah. Um, I'll read you a list. Oh, my God. I'm not going to get into each one because oh we, we don't have that kind of time. Don't we? I am up to speed on She-Hulk, which I am loving. Mm. I am completed Mrs. Marvel, which I loved. I thought it was really great. I yeah. hope There's going to be a second season, right? Well, it, it did you see the thing at the end of the, the, yeah. like the stinger? It leads into um, the movie called The Marvels mm. coming out. So I don't know if there'll be one after that. I didn't really get the the um, like what happened when the other when Ms. when Miss Marvel was Mar it Miss Marvel Captain, Captain, Captain Marvel, Marvel when up. Captain Marvel shows up. So apparently the bands Cap the theory is Captain Marvel has the other band, uh, mm. but there's something happening when the three Marvels Monica Rambeau. Miss Marvel, Captain Marvel use their powers. Mm. They swap places. 
Because she she appears in Miss Marvel's bedroom and is looking around, and then she's like, "Oh no 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 no." Yeah, she's somewhere else. Yeah, interesting. Uh, so okay, so I'm up to speed on that. I'm up to speed on House of the Dragon, which I'm enjoying, Andor. Let's talk about it. Okay, because this is on my list too. Yeah, this was amazing. This is some of the best Star Wars. Star Wars is Star Wars in a long time. Yeah. If you're not a Star Wars fan because uh, Jedi's or whatever. This is the Star Wars to watch. I think this is amazing. I love the world building in this. It's so, it made me feel like what it felt to watch the original the original trilogy, mm. where you see these big scenes with just the background characters chewing up the scene, and it wasn't like current Star Wars is very much like, oh, we're on Tatooine. You know what to expect on Tatooine. Look, it's Jawas. It's that four-legged creature. It's pod racing, you know, it's all, things in the background are all callbacks yeah. to things. This is very much like crazy aliens that we don't see, just like weird stuff, robots. It, it just was really well done that like I was invested in watching the background for just things I'd never seen before instead of looking at the background for Easter eggs of right. characters that right. I might have seen in another movie or something. I loved this and yeah. I 100% agree with everything you said. What's interesting is right before or like earlier in the day, I had tuned in to watch Obi-Wan. Oh, okay. And then immediately lost interest. Oh, you didn't finish? No. Obi-Wan's good. That's what you told me like a few shows ago. And I was like, oh, this is great. David told me this is great. Did you just watch one episode? Yeah. And then I was like, eh. I got bored. And then I, I was reading the hype from some of my friends online about Andor, and I was like, oh, let me try this. Yeah. And I'm like fully hooked. Andor is way better than Obi-Wan. Obi-Wan, yeah. Obi-Wan's pretty solid. Okay. All right, so anyway, I also watched a bunch of movies. Uh, the Tender Bar, I remember we discussed that. Mm-hmm. Manchester by the Sea, Jackie Brown. I also watched a bunch of throwaway action movies that I don't remember the names to. Um, I watched a Jason Statham movie. Tempted to watch a Jason Statham movie. Tempted to watch a Jason Statham movie and quit 17 minutes into let, it. Oh, yeah. Let me, let me, hold on. Let me pull up some text here. I think I got, <laughs> I think I got some text to, that adequately depict how this happens. Uh, let me scroll back here to get this up. It's almost like we talked way too much. Um, just a second, because this is going to be good. Okay, Thursday, 5.59 p.m. (laughs) Can't talk now, busy watching a cheap Jason Statham movie. Thursday, 6.01 p.m., update 17 in and I'm out. (laughs) (laughs) It's like I wanted to text you while I was still watching it so I could tell you I was watching it. Yeah. And here's what happened. I was was thoroughly not enjoying this movie and I was like regretting my decision, but I was like six, 15 minutes in, 16 minutes in. I'm like, let's just see. Yeah. And it's like action and that's fine. And there's shooting and there's cars and I'm like, okay, whatever. And then I texted David because I thought it was funny. And then it did that thing that they do in Jason Statham movies where like there was like a sudden change of tone and it's like the quiet, somber music and some reflection about his youth with some poor girl like a hundred years ago that he failed to protect or I don't even remember what, but I was like, nah, I'm out. I'm out. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah. It, it it happened quick. Yeah, apparently. When, when it fell apart, it fell apart quick. All right. The last one I want to mention mm. is because this was – so the best thing I watched was Andor. But this was a close second just because there was so much more material. Okay. You familiar with the show Black Mirror? Yeah, 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 yeah. I can't watch it, but yeah. Why can't you watch it? It's too many of the stories end on a depressing note. Yeah. I just, yes. I, I just don't have it in me. It is. It's good, but it I, is I, I so just, good. Yeah, I can't. I I get what you're saying. It's totally depressing. Yeah. I did not realize. I would need to watch it with someone to decompress yeah. afterwards. I did not realize. So when this show came on, I remember it, and I remember like starting the first episode, and I was like, oh, you know, you record everything that you see through your eyes. I thought that was like the premise of the whole show, like forever. Oh no, it's Twilight Zone. It's Twilight Zone. Yeah. And I mean, I love it. Like every individual episode stand on its own and they have somehow gotten incredible actors Mm. 
mm. in some of their episodes. Uh, Bryce Dallas Howard directs a bunch of it. Yep. Jodie Foster directed one. Um, I mean, I can't think off the top of my head, but just lots of like incredibly talented actors. Because uh, I guess it would be easy to, to recruit them because you're just doing, it's basically a one hour show. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, if you're looking for a good twisted like David said, it's it's dark. Yeah, no, and I'll admit every episode that I've seen, I've only seen two or three, uh, were fantastic. Yeah, but that's the problem. If they weren't fantastic and also and they were still depressing, I might be able to watch it and be like, ah, you know. But it, they're just so good that you get yeah. invested, and then it's so heavy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I highly recommend it. It's each episode you do not know where it's going, and then it goes there. And then there's always a third act, which yeah. is like solid, like yeah. so fascinating, like just brilliant. Yeah. I thought it was brilliant. Well, my week has been a little less eventful. Uh, I had cut down completely for some reason. I watched Andor, which was amazing. I'm loving She-Hawk, which I've come to say now might be my favorite uh, Marvel show. Mm. And I think it's because it's so light. Mm. Mm-hmm. It's we're living in the Marvel universe, but unlike all the other ones, right. there's like there's always some big thing that they're right. like it might be kind of light, but then even Miss Marvel was like kind of light, but then big universe thing right. happened. Miss Marvel is so or She Hulk is so light, right? It's you get to be in that world and nothing. No, heavy. I totally agree. It's just purely entertaining and fun and yeah. yeah. Um, but and I and I I have to go back. I fell asleep watching Lower Decks, which I was said last week was really good, so I need to go back for that. I haven't even watched Ring of Power this week. Mm. Um, but tonight is uh, House of the Dragon, so looking forward to that. All right, so. All right next week, mm. we got our big Ask Us Anything. Next week, tonight. Tonight, yeah. And we're going to also talk about The Woman King. Can we pretend that next week is happening next Sunday? Yeah. So yeah. if you're in the know, and we're going to record on Wednesday. But, we're going to work, but it'll be up. It'll be Sunday. Sunday, right? Night, Monday morning. You're going to think it's Sunday, but it's yeah. actually Wednesday. Like, did they just record this? Right. And they were like, "Nah, dog." That was like forever ago. I'm going to start that show by being like, "Aloha." Yeah, I'm currently in Hawaii. In Hawaii. Yeah, and not across the. Table. I might even yeah. wear my grass skirt. Well, I mean, to be fair, you usually wear your grass skirt. <laughs> okay, but you don't have to call that out. Yeah. <laughs> To the point where I'm kind of like, do you bathe in that? <laughs> He's a never nude. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Good callback. Good. I love it. I love it. I love it. All right, look, if you want to be a part of the mm. show, especially our Ask Us Anything, right. best way to do that is to email us, podcast at pencinema.com. You can also head over to our Facebook page. There's usually a conversation going over mm. there about something. But if you want to support the show, Penn, what's the number one way to do that? Well, I was I recently had my eyes open to a whole subculture, a whole counterculture oh. of people that I did not appreciate how much they were doing to support the show. But now that I have had COVID. Yeah. See, what happens is when you get COVID, everybody and their brother wants to bring you food. Yeah. Right. But it takes a special friend mm. to take it to the next level <gasps> and just deliver a single sheet of paper. Written, listen to the Penn Cinema podcast. You want to really get better? <laughs> right. Now's the chance. Right. Nothing turns COVID around like listening to the Penn Cinema <laughs> podcast. And if you have a friend, you know, don't waste their time by bringing them food or soup. Yeah. Or, you know, yeah, yeah, no, yeah, yeah, no. yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> lots of idiots are going to bring them food. Look, right. there's a minimum of 190 hours of this stuff. Right. Yeah. If you can't get better. If you can't get better in 190 hours, I don't know what to do for you. Come on. We tried. Right. We did our part. (laughs) Now it's on you. (laughs) So true. Yeah. So that's what I didn't really, I wasn't totally hip to that dynamic until having been through it myself this week. Um, But then if you don't know anybody who has COVID, then just tell a friend. Tell a friend how much you're enjoying the show. Yeah. That's all it takes. Good stuff. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, once again, for the Penn Center Podcast, I'm David Bolton. I'm Penn Ketchum. (laughs) Take Take care and party on. Thanks for joining us this episode. Our hosts would love to hear from you. To contact the show with your thoughts and reviews, email podcast at pencinema.com. This podcast is a production of Penn Cinema. 
Escape to the Movies at Penn Cinema, featuring crisp digital projection, killer sound, reserved seating, and premium power recliners. With locations in Lancaster, Pennsylvania, Wilmington, Delaware, and Huntington Valley, Pennsylvania. Showtimes and tickets available at www.pencinema.com.